Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Not too bad, Joe, but yourself? It's going pretty good. I'm sitting here wrenching on uh, things I never thought I'd wrench on again. <laughs> Did you kind of give up on the mini truck after the Sub-Zero? I haven't given up yet. Here's the deal. The Techno, okay, I had the fastest single lap at the Sub-Zero Challenge at Mini Truggy. Mm-hmm. But what I had to do to get that was very uncomfortable. So, right now, I, I've been talking to Drew Rubin King. He races at the Hobbyplex. He's been racing mm-hmm. the um, Velocity VT64 conversion. Mm-hmm. And he's done some stuff to that to where it's like, I thought about doing that, but I never tried it. So I went over to Senior's house, grabbed his VT64, and I'm using part of my VT64. And I'm going to make one good truck. Yeah, his 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 truck down there looks really good from the last couple times I've been watching it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what ex. It's hard to explain exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a truck that corners like a 12 scale, but also has out of the corner grip. Okay. And that's kind of the way the VT64 handled and kind of the way the VTX4 handled. But it's like, I, I always feel like I'm waiting on the mini truggy in the corners. And it, believe me, so Ben Savakul and Chad Neiman helped me a ton with it. Mm-hmm. And it helped a bunch. And so did uh, Dale Reek. Dale Reek helped, yep. me, helped me with the rear hub situation and all that. They all helped me. And it was a huge improvement. The truck had never felt so good. But I need about another mm-hmm. 20% out of it. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, once you do that relocate, if you ever feel like doing it, it, it will change the way that truck handles. No, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going to have both of them. So I'm not going to just give up on the ET410. Um, yep. I'm going to have both of them side by side ready to go at the track, and I'm going to go out with one, and then I'm going to go out with the other. I'm just going to keep doing that over and over and over until I figure out exactly what is right for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, you went racing in Omaha this week instead of the Sub-Zero Challenge. How did that go? I saw you made the A-Main in Truggy. Yeah, I uh, I believe I started eighth on the grid. Mm-hmm. And within, you know, the first five minutes, everybody's runs really clean. But, you know, other drivers make their mistakes throughout the race, and you just kind of pick your way through the field. Well, down there, it's all about driving clean. If you make one mistake and end up on your lid, you're you know, you're done. You're, yeah, you're, I know. Yeah, your whole race kind of goes away. Yep, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it went really well. Started eighth. I ended up in sixth within the first two laps. Nice. And then went to fifth, and me and KP kind of battled it out for a little while there and he he was running a brand new nitro truck so he had to break his drive line in and stuff yet so it 
it wasn't up to you know optimal handling, but it, yeah, for what it was, it was looked really good. Sure, sure. Um, so me and him battled it out for a little while, and I got past him, and I had a bunch of open track ahead of me, and ended up catching Sean Van Dalen. Yep, and me and him battled it out for you know three quarters of the race, and uh, Greg Bomo was in front of him, and he. Lap by lap, me and him running together, we were, it felt like we were knocking, you know, a tenth of a second off of every lap on him. Yeah, but once but, Greg Bommel gets out on you, man, that's a tough one. I I pitted for him once this summer for his uh, truggy. And just mm-hmm. watching him drive it, you could be pressuring him. He could be pressuring you, but he's going to do the exact same lap after lap after lap and that's tough to beat that is very very hard to beat yep so it's all about all about consistency down there it is it really is and that's why i've never had great success with the a scales i can be successful with uh consistent and successful with the 10 scales down there Mm -hmm. but man the a scales i just never quite got it right I am. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's just all about time and effort. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what were the results like? I am pulling those up right now. Okay. I am looking at. Holy shit! <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking between the two trucks, and it's like, oh my god, I got work to do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had Jared. Jared Tebow pulled out the win in that one. That's so rad um, that he's made the Hobbyplex kind of his uh, winter home track. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, Seth Van Dalen took the number two, and Greg Baumel took the number three. Sweet. That was your Nitro truck. Um, Stu Expert E-Buggy. That was a heck of a heck of a race in the first few laps. Okay. Uh, Jared Tebow took the win in that one. Mm-hmm. Seth Van Dalen in the number two, and Drew Rubiking. Yep, Drew Rubiking. That's who's been uh, giving me the information for my mini truggy. Mm-hmm. I've been bugging the hell out of that young man, and he's been nothing but awesome. Heck yeah. So we have expert eight scale nitro buggy. Okay. Again, that was that was a pretty stellar race in the first first quarter uh mason seth and tebow were all one two and three nose to tail for the first five minutes right it, it, it was a it was a fun race to watch uh mason took that one mason I, fuller i heard mason's just well besides uh, that week sic i mean mason i i think it's maybe new car luck or something or the hb just agrees with him but he's been first two races with it he's been doing great yeah, he he looks really good behind the wheel of those things. Yes. Um, Seth Van Dalen took the second. Okay. And Jared Tebow took the three. Right on. Uh, so, so uh, have you noticed any, I mean, Mason's always been fast, but have you noticed any, like, visual difference in his driving with the HP, or do you think he's just more confident or... What do you think uh, is 
to me, it seems like he can he can push it to the next step. Okay. And it also looks like he has more confidence in the car. Sure. And, yeah, that's the thing with the Lozy that is just, man, from what I've heard, Lozy is one of those cars, your window of pushing it is way more narrow than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that type of thing agrees with a driver like uh, Dakota Fenn because Dakota Fenn, I watched him race quite a bit at INS 11 um, in Omaha because I was marshalling his four-wheel drive heat. I don't remember what I was racing before that. But it's like you had everybody in the, not in the back battling, but he's so calm and so smooth behind the wheel that his driving agrees with the Lozies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you have to have that. you got to be super calm and super smooth, it seems. Yeah, they're they're a very tedious chassis to figure out. Yep. I know uh, Trent Fallmer ran one for half of the Nitro season Oh, he did year. more. He did more. He did a bit of the season before, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he went to that techno, and then, boom, his life got easier. Yeah, it. He, did, he wasn't too happy with that low seat, to say the least. I'm a, te- I'm a team-associated guy myself, don't get me wrong, but I do see the value in the techno of just getting people going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like the low Z too, there's no local support for it on the A-scale side. Mm-hmm. Just your few random people that run them. Just like... It's just like Greg Bommel and Jeremy Whiting with the Kyoshos. Ah, but man, they know those vehicles. Well, they do. I should say Greg knows those vehicles. Jeremy was with Serpent for quite a while. Really? Oh, yeah. Jeremy was with Serpent, I want to say, until last year. Maybe the year before. Oh. And then he switched to Kyosho, and then Jeremy hit a new level because him and Bommel work very well together. Yes, they do. But Greg... When he has also uh, Matthew Lust on his side, he didn't make many mm-hmm. MNRC races last year, but they're you know they race together. And uh, Tim McNamara, but I haven't seen McNamara in a few years. I think he's I don't want to talk shit, but I think he's uh, COVID scared. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll ever see him again. I hope we do. I liked him, but yeah. you know. So, yeah, that was Omaha. I heard they got out before 1 a.m., which is awesome with 200 and whatever entries. Yeah, we cooked through uh, qualifying pretty quick. That's good. You know, it's never disappointing when Alex is running the program. No, not at all. And he did he did the racers a favor by knocking a minute off of qualifiers. So oh, that's five huge. Qualifiers. That's huge. And then he, uh, the lower mains, I believe he knocked down to 10 minutes. And then the nitro truck, or the nitro mains were 20. And then the expert nitro buggy main was 30. Well, that's what you have to do when I race. I haven't gone to a Plex race, uh, Techno Series race in a while. Just for the fact that I don't enjoy that big of a crowd for a one-day race myself. But I get where Mm -hmm. people do. 
But even when it was like 150 to 160 entries, he just cooked through. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of, it's like when it hit that 160 mark, I, 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 it felt like it was just a little too, too much. Yeah. Because, dude, I'm an old man, and I'm sure we'll get to this in the near future. Because we were talking about um, a race coming up in South Dakota. People say it's fun and it's a party. I don't party, man. I go to the track and I go to the hotel and I go to sleep. My partying days are kind of over. I used to, a lot. But I'm a big... Are man bones kicking in? Oh, what's up? I said, are those old man bones kicking in? Not necessarily. Kind of, yes. Because you know what? Ever since I hit about that age 30, hangovers started lasting more than just an afternoon. They last really? several days. It's just not sure. it. And, you know, I enjoy. So I look at it this way it's like I'm bringing my expensive vehicle to race at a track that I'm spending money on and hotel on and all that stuff. I'm going to be sober for it just because. Man, I wasted a lot of races when I was younger just being hammered at the track. I'm like, how many mains <laughs> did I throw away because I was hung over? So Yeah, that it that's one thing that surprises me about a couple of guys that race around here. Yeah. For the uh MNRC series races or even Sean's races. Yeah. They uh they like to shotgun beer, quite a few beers. And that's night. fine. That's fine. If you can do it and handle it, that's good. I can't. You know, I'm a, I'm a jackass when I drink, and I also don't want Joe 3 to see that. Mm -hmm. You know, some guys can drink in front of their kids, and it's fine. I, I'm just a jackass when I drink. So it's like I'm not drinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, that sounds like Omaha was great. You got uh, results up for the Sub-Zero Challenge. I can kind of walk us through that one. Yeah, I got them... Uh... I got them right here. So the sub so, uh, it was sub zero. The, the, go ahead. I'm probably going to say the same thing you are. They ran. Uh, it was a very unique format. They ran. They ran four qualifiers, and then they took. It was ran by qual points, so they took your best two runs yep, out of that, four. Yep, that's how it's normally done. If you run qual points, and then they. Mm -hmm, and then they ranked you, for your mains by your qual points. Yep. Yep. So, uh, and they also ran AAA mains for all the classes. Right. Um, here's the deal. And Chris was right to keep it a weekend race because he said there was no asterisks when he planned the race. He said this is a weekend race. Pe a couple people did get hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. If he would have done it right, well, not right. If he would have, um, he could have cut down around a qualifying and we could have done triple a mains and been out of there at eight thirty, nine o'clock saturday night for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. and i'm like hey you know maybe we should do this he's like nope it's a but here you know what i think he should keep it a weekend race regardless next year but i think after he comes out with because he comes out with his schedule in what october September Something like that. Yeah, it's late fall. Yeah, there is 
time to move a race. If he would have moved, if he would have moved that race to where I counted 22, it was 22 entries that were almost guaranteed to be at his place that were in Omaha. Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn, right there. And there were a couple people that weren't in Omaha that weren't there, but that wasn't many. But it's like, if you would have moved it a week or two out, like if we would have moved it a week out, oh, shit, we would have been in really good shape for a long weekend race. Right, yeah. But, you know, live and learn. But the track was great. It it was funky on Saturday because, you know, Saturday it was warm outside. Mm -hmm. So the track was sweating and it was dripping and you didn't know exactly what you're going to get. Sunday it got cold outside. So the track got really good. It Mm -hmm. really did. Um, I want to say Kyle almost got down to that 12-second lap time on that layout. Really? He, he was really close. 13 ones and 13 O's in four-wheel. Um, wow. Yeah. Dude was on fire. Um, yeah, I just... So, personally, though, it's like... In both A2s, I felt the tires on my truck just completely go, and I had nothing else for tires. I take that back. I had a set of silvers, but they would have blown apart on the track at that point, so I didn't want to mm-hmm. go down that road. Right. So I went into A3 on a bald set of tires with both vehicles, and it's like I finished third overall in Mini Truggy, which is plenty good and i finished second overall behind clayton in mod truck evan tap and i in the third main had a hell of a battle in stadium truck it was it was fun um my tires were gone but evan was driving a very consistent race i just but yeah for sure though um he was there and he was there all weekend but he was making mistakes but in that third A main, he was not making mistakes. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. I, I, I was sitting there doing quick math in my head because I got a first place in the first main and a third place in the second main. And I, I was saying to Chris, does a one and a three beat a two and a two while, while the race was going on? He's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I got around Evan on the last lap. He had one little mistake. I was going to say, I see you guys were, uh, what, six, six-tenths off of each other? Yeah, it was close. And my truck, and again, my truck is also better than what I showed in the last two mains because, again, I was out of tires. Just totally mm-hmm. out of tires. But tires are hard. Tires are really hard to get right now. I got four sets of gold ellipses, and hopefully that'll get me through for a while. But oh, yeah, they, I'd assume that. They were tough to get. So, anyway, it was a great, just, great time at uh, 
the Sub-Zero. Um, yeah, definitely a yearly thing. I like it. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, we got uh, your after your triple A mains overall was uh, I'll pull up the sportsman class here. Mason Burke won that one. Yep. Lonnie Walls took the two, and Keith Hodges took the three. Yeah, that Mason Burke kid's getting fast, man. I, he, once he nails down some consistency, he's gonna be out of that. He he's still a bit of a sportsman driver just because of consistency, but once he nails that, that kid's going to take off. Absolutely. He actually uh he won the 63 kit at the New Year's party. Nice. That is cool. So. All right. Yeah. Um we'll do mod truck next. Mhm. Uh Clayton Carluca took that one. Yep. Uh yourself, you took uh second. Yep. Evan Tapp took the third overall. Yep. And then what do we do? Do we do a mini truck or a 13.5? Do 13.5. Mr. Holmberg, the all mighty Kyle Holmberg, took the one. Yep. Caden, Caden Voss took the two, who is normally a Thunder Road driver. Yep. And then Chad Neiman took the three. Yeah, Caden Voss, he is right there. I... I marshaled the. I want to say I marshaled the mod main, and Caden just, man, he bit himself early quite a few times and had to crawl his way back. But mm-hmm. you know, Clay is way different than Carpet, but he does adapt very well. Really? Yeah. So, how about we uh, hit MMR Wednesday night? Yeah. Um, let's see. What class we'll did Senior some... run? What's that? What class did Senior run? He ran, uh, he ran 12 scale, some kind of a 12 scale. Just searching through the main results here. Yep. Trying to find them. Oh, that was Sunday if you're looking under just regular because they ran Sunday too. Uh, yesterday oh. oh okay all right so let's see joe zayer 12 scale stock KM. nice he uh results from that one uh andrew mowry took that one uh joe senior took the two and andy zakis took the three cool andy uh, zakis tw- has been racing almost as long as us he um took a very long break but we used to go to races in Fargo together back in the 90s. Really? Yeah. Well, that's longer than I've been alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. uh, we got 12-scale Prolite. Uh, Doug Ousted took that one. Mike Chubb took the two. And Fritz Grimm, Dragon Fritz, took the number three. Right on. And then we got USGT. Uh, Andrew Maui took that one. Yeah. Doug Ousted in the two. And Jeff Choban in the three. Awesome. So, let's see here. I haven't looked at my phone. I wonder if KP's ready yet. Uh, I do believe so. Okay. Um, I'm going to pause this here. All right. We're back with 
KP Reigns, Technos, Techno's newest driver. How's it going tonight, KP? It's going pretty good. How about yourselves? It's going pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. So this year, you've been on the show before, and it was a good show, but this year you have picked up a couple of sponsors. You picked up uh, Techno, and I believe, are you on the Send It RC team also? Yes, sir. Awesome. I have one of those servos on the way. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, yeah, they're super good. I like them. Um, they feel really nice in the cars. I just put them in all three of my eight scale cars. So cool. I got a mini pro mini truggy project happening right now that, uh, it's going to go in that. Yep. I'm going to be a good one for it. I'm getting, I'm, not, I'm getting silly with the mini truggies again, KP. Mini truggies the shiznit. It is, but <laughs> So, like I was saying to Joey earlier, the techno doesn't quite, even after a ton of work, the techno doesn't quite corner the same as my conversions. So I'm going to have a associated conversion ready to go, and I'm going to have my techno ready to go. Same electronics, basically, and I'm going to run them side by side. Okay. And I'm going to see. Losing them to, we're going to lose them to Shmima uh, Shmoshmiated here pretty soon. Yeah. Well, you've all, you've already <laughs> lost me to it. I mean, I'm a team associated driver. The local, Joey is too. yeah, yeah, exactly. The Not local, sponsored though. Yeah, the local guys have been giving me shit because uh, I'm not running the conversion. I'm like, well, this is what I got, but now I'm gonna have the conversion, and we'll see. Did you did you not used to have the conversion? I did. A couple years ago. So. Um, at INS, I struggled with the Lozy conversion. That one oh, never, no. that one never quite worked right. N never quite right. You know what I mean? Yep. The associated conversion was actually, I think, a little more consistent, but wasn't as fast. But uh, I've been talking to Drew Rubin King. That's a truck he's been running. The associated. And he's done a couple things that are radically different than what I've been, what I did. So it's like, I'm going to give this another shot. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I went and picked up seniors yesterday because mine shot. I'm going to use a couple of parts off my old one. Like the chassis is so tweaked that I can't keep spur gears in it. <laughs> but I put, I put a million miles on that first mini truggy. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I'm... Going to make a good truck out of the two, and then I'm going to run it side-by-side side with the Techno and just, you know, see what's what. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it works out for you, too. Yeah. So, yeah, work out. you joining the Techno team has been a long time coming because basically since you've started A-Scale, you've basically been Team Techno the whole time. Yes, sir. Pretty much. That's about the only cars that I have. One B6, two, two-wheel drive. But other than that, they're all technos. Well, yeah, because you need it for... Two-wheel drive. Yeah, you don't want to be a lozy guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I, no, I'm really happy for you. I saw you've been making A-mains down in Omaha and Truggy. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky and I squeaked into it. Um, I was kind of bummed that I didn't get into the B mains and the other two, 
but you know that's racing it goes sometimes you win some sometimes you lose some but right there's always next time and there's a lot of competitors in this sport so we'll see what happens in february we're going to go back down there and try it out again let's see when is the race in february uh february 5th ah i cannot make that one yeah i can't make that one um so right now it's like I'm skipping the next 510 trophy race, unfortunately, because um, I have a fight coming up February 12th. Okay. So I'm not going to be going out of town before that. Sure. Got to get get prepped and prepared and ready. Yeah, well, weight's the biggest thing. I got. He's got to. He's got to get in the zone. Oh, I'm in. I'm in the zone. It's just. Dude, like I'm I'm old, so losing the weight's been a lot more difficult lately. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. I'm old too. <laughs> I got ten pounds. I got ten pounds. I gotta lose in like twenty days. Oh yeah, it's gonna be, be tough. tough. I can do it. In the what was that? You gotta be sitting in the sauna. Oh no! The, see, normally, yeah. But this isn't a weight cut. This we're not weight cutting for this one. It's just going to be natural weight. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. I do hope my opponent does weight cut. It'll be easier to knock them out. Sure. <laughs> they gas out. They don't rehydrate the brain properly because it's an unwritten rule at these fights that you don't cut, and that's why I'm doing it. But it's my first uh, Muay Thai fight. Okay. So Muay Thai is kickboxing, except you get to use your elbows and knees. Okay. So that'll be fun. Right out of my mouth, I was going to ask you what that was. Yeah. (laughs) See, it's I don't understand. So, I I ain't get this out yesterday because I wasn't able to do my MMA podcast because my co-host I think he's got the Rona for like the fifth time. (laughs) Wow. Well, no, it's never it's never severe, but it's like all of a sudden he texts me. He's like, I'm not making it to in today. I'm, you know, sinuses or whatever. And it's like, hey, cool, man. But so I get why MMA is popular, but I never understood why boxing is more popular than Muay Thai. Boxing is what I consider the home run derby of martial arts. It's only one factor. Now you add in Muay Thai to where... You know, somebody comes in on you and you throw an elbow and break their nose or throw a knee to their head. And I don't understand why that's not more popular than boxing. Sure. Yeah. Have you ever been knocked out? Mm, no. No. Rocked, yes, but knocked out, no. <laughs> um, after my last, I did a combat jiu-jitsu match before the spring champs in Omaha last April. And I got hit so hard that I don't remember the drive to Omaha on Thursday. And that was the Saturday prior that my fight was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember the fight. And I I remember feeling a little funky, and I remember judging kickboxing fights after. It's like, I don't know if I should be doing this, but I'm doing this. You know. So, anyway. So, KP, what are the 
rest of your plans for racing for the winter time. I know you're gonna in the summer. You're gonna do <laughs> FTR and MNRC and all that. Yeah, um, I will be going. I'm sure we'll be doing Psycho Nitro Blast in April. Okay. I really wanted to go to the Dirt Nitro Challenge next month, and my wife gave me permission to go, but I could just tell that she didn't want me to go. That is a big commitment. Because she has been wanting to finish our basement for a long time now, and we made plans to work on it this winter. Right. Our, we bought it like five years ago. Um, it was like 1970s model. It's not real big. But it had everything we needed with it, you know. I had a shop, Dude. acreage, all that good stuff. But there's five boys that live in the house, and, yeah. and one bathroom upstairs is finished. The basement bathroom was not finished, so we've saved up a bunch of money to put into the basement to remodel the whole basement for this winter. And um, that was going to take away probably three or four thousand dollars to go to California out of the basement money. You don't want to do that. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So we've been um, focusing in the last month or so on a few days a week, just gutting the whole basement and tearing it all out. And now we're down to where we are ready to start waterproofing it and getting it all re-waterproofed and start framing, moving a little bit of the plumbing and electrical work. So I'm going to be working on that a little bit. Um, I'm sure I'll be racing I like to go to the toy box on Wednesday nights just because it's a, it's a good turnout. And I've been going to the 510 on Thursday nights, too. I probably won't be doing both of them the rest of the winter, though. It'll probably be hit or miss here or there, one or the other. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably finish off the Omaha series, the last two races they have, and do Omaha or then do the Psycho Nitro Blast. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go from there and see. Um, I'm sure I'm going to try to hit. You know, I'll probably do the um, the WCRC in, at Aberdeen. Yeah. The USRC race. Yeah, our USRC race. I'll be doing that race again. We went to it last year, and I'll go to that one again this year. That um, race is a blast. Yeah, it's a good time. So I'll probably do that one. And then, I don't know, I might try to do like Southern Nats or AMS or something more towards the end of the year. Okay. I was thinking like AMS. AMS would be a good one. Yeah, sounds like a good time. So, uh, depending on if, if I have to go, you know, down south for anything with my family members, you know, I've had to go down there a few times this past year also for some things that happened and uh, cut into some of my racing that I wanted to do, but it was for, yeah, you know, family issues. So, right. You had to be there. Um, speaking of, you're from Texas. Um, Texas is huge. How how far from Thornhill are you guys normally? Um, that's down by Austin, so that's quite the drive. Um, which I thought it was farther, but I talked to Jared Wiggins last time I was down there when I was at Indy, and and he told me when I found out he was moving towards uh, the Indy track in Garland, yep, Texas, which is only like an hour and a half from where we're from. Okay, hour fifteen minutes. That's not um, bad. He said, it, he said it's only two hours farther, so it's basically like a four-hour drive, I guess, to Thornhill when I'm down there. Okay. 
Yeah, I would man. love to go there. I haven't I haven't made it there yet, but I it's on my bucket list. For, dude, it's on mine too. I mean, the track looks awesome every time, and it's guaranteed. Oh, yeah. It's guaranteed racing. Yep, guaranteed. Absolutely. Guaranteed a scale racing is the best shit in the world. Yeah, it it looks so fun. I'm I'm sure it's a good time out there. That indie track in Garland, it's a, it's a guaranteed race too. It's indoor. It's a lot like Hobbyplex in Omaha. It's it's a good time, but it's on dirt, not clay. Uh, yeah, so, I was like, gonna say, I, didn't you did you say they were all using like blockades and impacts? Yeah, no, and all they're, they're all using like stalkers and blockers. You know, there's nothing wrong with that though. No, it's a good time. I like dirt racing. Yeah, indoor. me too. Me too. I um, wish we had some more of that up here. So, none of you raced in the era of pin tires inside, black dirt inside, all that. Nope. Mm-mm. Um, ten scale, it would be an absolute nightmare. Um, the cars aren't made for it anymore. Right. Uh oh. Like B five rear motor was the last. Maybe the original B five M. Those were the last decent looster cars and i know people are going to pm me well i use this with the stand-up transmission well you know what that's not available to most of the public so this the drag racers have eaten up all the stand-up transmissions uh but the thing is a scales though on loose dirt now that's another story that that's awesome that would be a good time if we had some of that up here in Minnesota. Yeah, it's just tough finding uh, somebody to put a building over a track. That's what we yeah. need. It's a lot of money. It is. Um, a it's a it just a basic roof. You're looking at probably a hundred grand. Yep. So if not more. Yeah. There, Minnesota's so damn regulated that you know I bet you Thornhill. Didn't the guys at Thornhill didn't have to jump through nearly the same hoops that people in Minnesota would? Right. Well, and Thornhill doesn't have to be fully enclosed like it does here if you wanted to run it in the winter time. Is it be too damn cold to want to run it in the winter time? Oh yeah. Down there compared to down there. Sure. Sure. All right, guys. Uh, do you should we get in some notes and some questions or? What do you guys think? Absolutely. So I kind of got a couple more wrapping up the rest of silly season. And like I said on the last episode, I said, dude, it's going to happen the Tuesday after. It's all well known now, but Lutz to Kyosho, and he did a great job with them at SIC this weekend. He did. I think he dropped all of them into the A main. Yeah, his, all his cars were direct in. Yeah, he was not making the A's with that WRC car. So, yeah, good for him. Um, I, You know, Ryan Lutz is one of those genuinely nice guys. I've met him a couple of times, and I'm just really happy he's still in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Champlin to Schumacher. You saw that coming. Yeah, that was kind of a given. Yeah. Well, I know Brock was really gnarly when he left Team Associated. That had to have 
left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just better off that way. Um, and then Seth to Ultimate Racing Engines. We kind of called that a couple of uh, episodes ago, but it's official now. So, yeah, we'll yeah, s- more, more He's going to go. He's, I think. What was that, KP? Yeah, Born Horse go to S-Works. Well, yeah, we hit that one last time. And, and then the Fullers, which was a shocker to me, going to Hot Bodies. i never seen that one coming. Yeah, and, yeah, we that that was nuts. But now that I see the results that the Fullers are doing, it was a great move. It really was. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. I agree. I want to know what they're going to do for their 10-scale program. Cause they I think are, they're going to stick with hot bodies, aren't they? Probably run hot bodies. Well, the four wheel. Are they going to keep yeah. the lowsies for two wheeler, or are they going to try and associate it for two wheel? Yeah, I don't know. Um, the last hot bodies two wheel, I think, is probably seven years old, and it was never any good in the first place. So, I don't. I think it's discontinued, actually. Wasn't that called the Franken buggy for a little while? Yeah, that thing was that thing was nasty. They've always had really good four wheel drive vehicles, but they haven't been able to quite nail the two wheel drive market. Yeah, they tried their stab at it and didn't pan out for them too well. Yeah, you know it's really crazy though, like the way hot bodies have gone in the past. Like they used to make, they started out making like stickers and body masks and oval bodies and on-road bodies like Mm -hmm. right now i have a vintage new in package hot bodies body and it's kind of crazy it's like as they switched over and i i can't recall when they became a racing brand it might have been when hpi owned them that that makes yeah that makes sense that might have that that could be when they became a racing brand, and then HPI kind of went in the shitter, and then HB's been through a couple of hands a few different times. I know since Seth was with them, they've switched hands. Yep. So. Torrance de Guzman is still their head engineer, though, isn't he? I think so. It's really interesting um, history. It's like they literally started out they really started out making just piddly little jack shit and, you know, bikini girl stickers and all that stuff to where they are now. It's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, quick, quick question for y'all. Yeah. So, um, I know Chris Martin last Thursday told everybody to bring their e-buggies out to the 510 for an e-buggy run on Thursday night this week. You know, I was waiting to say something about that, but you just kind of stole it from me. Yeah, go ahead. I won't be able to make it, but you guys talk about it for a second because, yeah, that's a cool thing, I think. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah he, uh, I don't know what, what we were doing last week, but he started talking about e-buggies. He's like, hey, bring your e-buggies. Let's race some e-buggies. And I just got a giant chubby. I've been wanting to run my e-buggy in there for months now (laughs) 
Yeah, it sounds like a good time if we get a decent turnout out there. That'd be pretty fun. I've been. I was really wanting to try the toy box out on Wednesday with the new layout too, though. So, but sounds pretty good timing. All right. Sorry, I was away from the mic for a second. Here's the deal with the buggies in there. You'd almost have to run it with Marshall's discretion. Sure. That that's the only yeah, thing. That, that was his biggest thing is if you can keep control of your vehicle, then it's game on. But if you don't think that you're gonna be able to keep control of it, you're gonna start scaring Marshalls. Yep. Then you know you you know, kind of consider not running it. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, let's talk about some uh, races coming up because uh, next, not next, in about a week and a half, I think the race is January 29th, 510 is going to have cash days. It's oh, yeah. next weekend. Yeah, the 29th. Yep. I'm excited for that one because, like I said, I won't be able to hit the trophy race. I'll have both mini truggies ready to go and the trusty old stadium truck ready to go too. That stadium truck, I'm so happy with it. Since I converted it to a point two, and put in Clayton's setup, all I got to do is sauce the tires and drop it on the track. You cannot ask for anything better. Oh no, I've said it in the past in the last show too. He's got that thing that he's got a good setup dialed in on that on his truck. Right, right. So. Yeah, it'll be me working on mini truggies, and then, you know, maybe I'll sell them both and get a freaking wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to wait on the wheeler. That's all. I'm going to wait on the wheeler. Um, But, yeah, then he's got a trophy race coming up February 12th. Um, what else do we got going on in this state? I know Thunder Thursday night throwdowns. Bring your e buggies. Yep, Thursday night throwdowns. I know that uh, Dollar Hobbies is having a weekend race, a weekend of February twenty seventh. Um, I won't be able to make it because that's literally my anniversary, and that's why I remembered the weekend uh, sure it was. The... On. No, dude, it's uh, she wouldn't care if I raced, but I'm I'm just I'd rather be at home with the wife. Or, oh, come on. Deep, 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 deep down, you know she cares if you goes and race. Yeah, I don't know. You don't. Last year was our 15th, so she would have maybe cared, but 16th isn't anything. That's just another year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I think me and Chelsea spent the last couple anniversaries at a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, but you see, Chelsea's uh, Chelsea races. Um, right. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea's the cool one. Yeah, Beth used to come to the track with me until our first kid was born, and then she never really came to the track again. Because she's like, yeah, no, I got a kid. She, It's tough, you know. She's, it, It's tough having a small kids and then track, and then, but now my kids are older, and Joey races, and she's been to the track a couple times to watch him race. But, yeah, she, I don't think she really likes it anymore. So, anyway, yeah, but that concludes silly season um, for the most part. There's some there's some guys going to that damn um, battery brand. I forget what they were called. Do you remember what they're called, Joe? 
Mm, not off the top of my head. I'm trying to look it up right now. It's not there. Let's see here. Um. All right. We're in raceway. They're going to start carrying. Um. Sun pedal batteries. A lot of guys have gone to that, but you know what? They're like every other battery. They're all the same battery with a different uh, label on it. So Fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're going where they're getting paid, which you can't blame mm-hmm. them. No, uh, not at all. Have you guys watched Driven episode four? Not yet. How about you, KP? So. I don't think so. I just started watching. I mean, I've watched them, a few of them here and there. They're in like MNRC in the camper at nighttime. I yeah. normally fall asleep in the middle of them. So, and I started watching one the other night, but I don't remember what episode it was. Driven one and two were really good. Episode three was pretty boring. But episode four was the American round, and that was awesome. So, yeah. I think I started watching, like, the first five minutes of it. Yep, yep. Um, We've talked about Mini Truggy enough. Um, The MNRC came out with their schedule since their last episode. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's looking to be a good one. Look up MNRC Minnesota Off-Road Series on Facebook. Come on. So the schedule's looking to be um, the SMRCR. That's the Southern. So, Go ahead. Southern Minnesota RC Raceway. Yeah. That's going to be May 21st and 2nd. Loose Nuts is Father's Day weekend as always, June 18th and 19th. Um, they shot, got a pretty badass carnival too, right down the road. Yeah, that's always I've I always like going to Loose Nuts on Father's Day weekend. Some people don't go because, um, well, it's Father's Day for one and for two. It's the same weekend as Back to the Fifties, but eh, I'm mm-hmm. I'd rather race and go to a car show myself. Mm-hmm. Um, FTR was kind enough to move his race back a week so people can go to millville so ftr is mm-hmm. going to be july 23rd and 24th lsrcc is going to be august 20th and 21st and the finale is going to be at rick's hobby farm september 17th and 18th so that's going to be a fun uh season first time going to southern yeah, yeah First time, too, at the new track. Yeah, I haven't been there, so we'll see. Um, I'm excited to try it. I, I always like going to uh, new uh, new tracks. Just uh, Are we ever, Is Staples ever coming back, or is it just done? Here's the deal. I, I personally think they're just done. And I'll, I'll say this because Dale doesn't listen to this podcast. No way or anyhow. Dale is terrible at communicating, and Dale gives everybody the damn runaround with everything. You can't get a hold of him. You can't, and when you do get a hold of him, you can't get a straight answer out of him. Um, mm-hmm. 
we we want to go back we have plans um like we would put the driver's stand in front of the electrical boxes as a permanent location so it would also protect the electrical boxes and all that stuff and we just run the track that direction and so i don't know if you listened to past episodes kp but um that indoor building where the driver's stand was is gone he took that out yeah i heard i heard about that but it'd still be awesome to go in there and race heck yeah absolutely but i love well i do everybody does and because it's guaranteed no matter what it's indoor yeah um it's a good time and we're making a money i i don't get it i really don't i don't get it that's what i'm gonna say i don't want to bash the guy he's dale's a nice guy i've talked to him in person a bunch i just wish he'd communicate better I wish he if if he doesn't want us there anymore. I wish he'd tell us to f off instead of us. Well, Corey putting forth the effort trying to get a hold of him, trying to get a race schedule down, all that, and then him just being like, "I'll get back to you," and then he ignores us because that's literally what mm-hmm. he does. I mean, it's not cool at all. No. The world may never know. Exactly. They may never know, and it's frustrating. (laughs) I may have to fork out the money and get my track up and roll, and we'll throw that one in there and add one extra race to it one of these days. Dude, we'd love to have your track. Personally, I'd love to have your track because it's eight minutes from my house. Me too. I just want to get the right dirt hauled in before I do it. I want to make sure we have good Sand. And yeah, that's so important. See, we're on the wrong side of the Mississippi KP. If we if we were on the Otsego side, we'd have we'd have clay in our yards. I know. But we have sand. I know it sucks. It does. I was the right place to buy the right dirt for a good price. And yeah. When I come across a bunch of it, I'll probably fork out some money and get it and then go from there on pit lane and driver's stand and all that. Well, here's the deal, and it might sound like a lot, but if you find the right deal on black dirt, I, I'm a fan of black dirt outside because of I like dirt. Yeah. I am too. It, also, though, if it rains, you can get the track back. Right. Um, at Twin Sea Hobby and Raceway, um, that track was, we overdid it a little bit on the dirt but it would probably be really good for a big outdoor track we did 115 yard loads so we had 1500 yards of dirt brought in okay it wasn't i want to say it wasn't a ton of money i know that it sounds like a lot and i think hauling it cost more than the actual dirt yeah mm-hmm. i think Dude, where'd y'all get it from? Oh, dude, that was years ago. Yeah, that was 18, 19 years ago. I, I hear up in North Branch where Loose Nuts is is a good place to buy dirt. Sure, sure. Oh, um, there's a gravel. Gra- Elk River's not a bad spot either. Okay. Um, I would call AME hard. F- uh, not AME. I would call the pits around Elk River too. Cause okay. I would. Oh, go ahead, Joey. 
I would actually get a hold of Corey DeRozier because he he used to work on a for like a dirt pit kind of place, and also a pig farm at the same time, and they had plenty of dirt there. Okay. So this may sound funky, KP. Um, we used to race at a track, um, that was old cow shit. And the first year or two we raced there, it actually smelled, but that it held together so well and the grip was awesome. Okay. I mean, it sounds, it, just... it sounds funky that that was Starbuck back when they first opened. And everybody's so nostalgic about we were racing on cow shit back then. And still, actually, it's probably still over half the dirt today. Okay. So, anyway, just some food for thought. Um, But, yeah, there's a ton of gravel and dirt places in Elk River on the north side, probably really close to you. Like off of 160... 169 and 221st, there's a gravel place right there, too. Okay. So, yeah, man. About place stands, or? I think so. And they have a sifter because they had that sifter right next to the side of the road. That's um, that's a big step that some people miss. You get rid of the super big rocks. Sure. And that's... It doesn't cost a terrible amount. It's insignificant to get the stuff sifted. So, anyway, um, let's see what else I got for notes. I don't think I got much else. Oh, quick shout out to Matthew Gonzalez. Because me and Ryan gave him so much shit for running stock. He's given Mod an honest shot. Um. He ain't get the results he wanted at the CRC, CRC, CRC race, the 10 million CRCs. <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you add a couple more CRCs in there? <laughs> uh, most people go on for 20 seconds when they're calling that name up. CRC, 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 CRC. <laughs> yeah. Um, he got a 14th and four-wheel mod and a, like a 21st and two-wheel mod. But you know what? He's giving it a shot, and it's going to take him a little bit. But he'll he'll get there. I guarantee he'll get there. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, that's. I did ask a question on the No Name RC podcast because uh, he had Max Mort on tonight. Max Mort hates stock. He hates it. And I want to hear his answer tomorrow when I listen. I ask a question. I go, hey. If stock is just as fast, if not faster than mod, what's the point of mod besides it being a little cheaper? I want to know, what is the point of modified these days? Because Tom Rinderdeck, what he TQ'd with at that CRCRC race, would have put him in stock, would have put him fourth in the A of mod buggy. So I ask you, what in the hell is the point of mod buggy? Just to be hard? What's what's the point of that? That's a good question. I I, yeah. I don't know. Because these these tracks that they're building, you know, it's like Thunder Road's a perfect example. So. 
Brian's been doing great job making layouts, but there's never been any place where he can stretch a mod car out at. So let's say at the J-Con race, the fastest lap was done with the 13.5 wheeler, a couple tenths over a mod four-wheel. So, I don't know. It's just something I've been observing more and more and more. Speaking of Thunder Road, I have a question for you, Joe. Yeah. So what's 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 this I hear? There was a team-associated sponsored driver running in the advanced class and not the expert class. Are you talking about me? Uh-uh. So I, so I just got on team-associated myself, and I'm finishing the points in advanced, but I'm going to be forced to run expert next time because I've had enough wins. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. So when we started this point series, advanced was called expert and expert was called pro. You see how that changes things? Okay, yeah. Cuz I was I was talking to somebody earlier this week and they said there was a associated driver that was running expert but was he wasn't doing very well so he dropped down to advanced. Um yeah, I don't know. Um, that's as long. We, I just found it very odd because Alan Smith has been trying to move down to advance too, because I guess he's not doing very well an expert. Here's the deal. I kind of, I don't know why I care about this point series so much. I don't know why, but I do. But here's the deal. I should move up to expert myself. But the thing is, so it's like. With the exception of last time I ran there with four-wheel, I've been kind of running away with it. Mm-hmm. Except John Martin figured out the sauce that he beat me last time. Mm-hmm. So did Gundry. But that was because I drove like a dummy the last few laps. Um, <laughs> but like two-wheel, you have... It's such tight racing. It is. It's such good racing. It's like... Al, honestly, in two-wheel, Alan Smith would fit right in in that advanced class. He would. But now, okay. here's here's the question. And I get why Brian does what he does, but why is there an advanced class? Why is there three different classes to begin with anyways? I, I love the intermediate idea. Because it's going to give a place for Joe 3 to graduate to. Right. And there's guys that take it 25% as serious as I do that is two laps down for me. But they're not a sportsman driver. They should have a place to run and win too. Yeah, if you got enough drivers for sure. Oh, you, we got I enough wonder, drivers. I wondered that when I first started. When, when I first started racing... I wondered it the same way because basically you get faster than sportsmen and I, and I caught on pretty quick to get jump out of sportsman class. Yeah. But as soon as I jumped in with all you fast guys, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in this class? Yeah. Because I'm getting lapped like six fucking times in one race. Yeah. On you, the five end of the toy box. Right. You get you hung know? out to dry and it's not even that fun when that happens. No. And I, and again, I love, I love the idea 
you know what? I, I wouldn't even call it an intermediate class. I would call it independent. If you are sponsored, you cannot race in that class. If you are sponsored by Donathan RC, a battery cable company, you cannot run an independent. That's the way I would like to see it, but you know, Brian does have a good thing going, and I might not agree with him, but I still go and support the guy regardless. Right. But no, I get what you mean, and I personally, myself, need to bump up. So, um, that, that'll happen. Ah, and again, like I said, I don't want to throw the points away. <laughs> uh, and Senior's going to be bumping up with me next point series, too, because he got enough wins. Because once you get a certain amount of wins, you can finish off the point series, but you're out. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, he's been kicking ass on on uh in that advanced class yeah he's been kicking ass on carpet all year actually yeah i've been having fun running with him um how about we get into some questions guys i like it all right no that's that thing um all right mike glider's got a couple questions and KP might be a little biased on this one, but I got the answer, kind of. Thoughts on Techno, EB4 10.2 on carpet. Keep being told by everybody, get yourself an associated. Techno is too difficult for carpet. Been on a mission to prove people wrong. Been second place for first two races of our local point series, bringing in the heat so far. KP, have you competitively ran yours on uh, the clay yet, or on carpet yet? Since I've gotten to the speed that I'm at recently in, like, the last two seasons, I have not. Um, that being said, I bet that you could probably make it more competitive if you do, like, Joey has his truggy done. Um, I know Kyle Quast has his 13.5 wheeler done that way. It used to be Van Dalen's yep. where they put the lay down servo mount. They move the electronics around a little bit and a few little odds and end things they do to it. I bet it would make it more carpet competitive. So that's huge. One thing you can't get around, and it is important on the carpet, is the weight. Technos are too heavy i mean you got to get down into that 16 20 range maximum okay um but you know what here's the deal i I like his attitude about it keep running it and prove him wrong yeah i mean yeah i i was gonna do that when i first started with that traxxas i ordered that uh that shining star chassis for it and all yeah. kinds of shit and turned around and sold it for a hundred dollar bill after spending like a thousand on it to Ooh. buy a techno. <laughs> That's the way that shit goes too, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, the deal is so like, I, <laughs> it's funny cause Sam Savakul, he's super fast with that techno buggy on the clay. And I'm taught, I'm taught. Yeah, I talked to him about it. It's like, so what do you do for, like, lightweight and all that? He just laughs at me. He goes, it's 
like basically box stock. He goes, I work on the setup a little bit. But the thing about it is that his buggy weighs like 1,900 grams. You know, that's just a little, it's fine for the clay. But yeah, on, he was at the toy box on Saturday. He is in that short course truck. I cannot believe how fast he is with that short course truck on clay he's, indoor. He's faster with the short course truck. God, so fast. It's ridiculous. I, I, I still can't believe how fast he is with that short course truck. Um, so yeah, you know what? Keep running it, but also, God, kids are playing with the whistle or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, well, hold on one sec. Um, I'm going to pause this for just a second. All right, we're back. Sorry, I had to yell at the kids quick. I love the way you parent. You just yell at them and tell them to sh- shut up. Well, yeah. Dude, yeah, I didn't like... He yells at them for a minute. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> You didn't throw the cuss words in there like she does. <laughs> no. But you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not one of these weak hippie granola parents that you must never yell. No. You're the parent. They're the kid. They're not your best friend. You're the authority. Right. And now yelled at. Yeah, now they're screwing around. Now one of them, I'm guessing, is Joe 3, is taking a shower because he's taking forever to hit the... Once he hits the plunger, he'll stop making that noise. So, anyway, um, uh, this guy's got another question, too. Um, He goes, also, this is an important question for new guys. Also, newbie question, when ordering stock pistons or shock pistons, I've seen like five hole by 1.9 millimeter and five hole by two millimeter. He goes, what's the millimeter number at the end for the hole size in the pistons or the thickness? So it's the hole size, Mike. Um, So like five by one. So it's going to be a five hole. By the diameter of the hole is going to be either 1.9 or 2 millimeter. That'll totally change the pack of the shock. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see what else we got. <laughs> what? What? I have never changed pistons in my cars yet. I should probably try that here one of these days. I got. Van Dalen set me up with a set of blanks for my nitro truck for Omaha for next round. I'm going to drill out for the first time I've ever did it. Um, I've been running stock pistons in all my cars since I've owned them. See, you guys, and again, <laughs> you guys are spoiled. Back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, we had to make our own shit because it's like they would kind of get us in the right direction, but we'd have to drill a third hole in the piston and all that other stuff. What's going on over there, Joey? <laughs> My girlfriend's showing me this video of a whole bunch of penguins. They're doing different stupid shit. Gee. There's one that just jumped on top of a, roll, a walrus and they just start freaking out. Jeez. You'd have to see it to know what I'm talking about. It's funny stuff. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. But, um, KP, do you have um, the the shock drilling kit to where basically you just want to be accurate in your hole size and you want plastic bit uh, 
spits for plastic, so there's not a lot of burr. I don't. That's one thing that I'm going to have to get. Yeah. Because um, you just, yeah. Anyway, it's. And my P makes one. Yeah. Um, I forget the one I got. I got it years ago, but if you're gentle with it, it lasts a long time. Like the associated pistons on the two-wheel buggy are drilled differently. So, yeah, okay. pistons are huge. Um, I've been, I know I'll have some new ones coming for all next round of Omaha. So for the Techno Mini Truggy, I got some funky ones coming. Now these ones, like, go ahead. I like funky. Oh, they're funky. Um, I haven't dealt with this kind of piston in a long time, and when I tried them, but to be fair, last time I tried them, something similar to this was like, 14, 15 years ago. Um, they are. Um, so what they are. They. Sorry. They have. Four holes. At like. A point eight. And two holes at like a one point eight. So there's six holes, but four of the holes are really small, and two of the holes are normal size. Hmm. So, yeah, that's what that's what uh, I'll say because I don't think he cares. But that's what Neiman's running. Okay. So it's okay. like, yeah, it's like, yeah, something to try, because I don't want to give up on that techno quite yet. What do you got in yours, Joey? Are you running stock pistons, or do you have something fancy done? Fancy? Whatever, whatever Sean put in them, I have no idea. I'd have to open them up and look at them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I know, I know for uh, eight scale, they're they're making two different size holes for the rear shocks. Yeah. Well, we do that for the. F- I mean, it's only two hole, but we do that for the front pistons of a B six point three on the clay. We do one, oh. yeah. We do one hole at a one six, and the second hole at a one seven. It actually makes a significant difference. Well, I must not be fast enough to know that. Yeah, I bet. I bet if you tried it, you'd notice it and you'd like it. I probably would, but I haven't driven my two wheel in months. Yeah. Um. Uh. Keith Hodges is. is Ah, I feel bad for the guy because I got to drop the news on him. He's wondering, ball diff or gear diff for two-wheel dry on high-grip clay such as 510 or the toy box? The Lozy 22 5.0 DC race roller comes with a gear diff. And the re- ball diff. Yep, the reason I hate to bring it up, be a ball diff all day. And the reason I hate to bring it up is the Lozy's got the old-school transmission to where you got to take apart a ton to get to the diff. Keith Keith needs to go see Trent Fulmer when he is at the 510 and have him help him with his setup with that low C because Trent has got his cars dialed, yep. both of them. Yeah. Um, Super fast and, with them. And if I'm there, I can build the ball diff. I built um, Austin's ball diff last weekend, and he was pretty happy with it. You ain't going fast unless you got balls. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, man. Pretty oh, much. We should, we should put that on a shirt. <laughs> a sticker, yeah, or a shirt. Hey, Corey. Corey's listening. I 
I bet Corey a light just went off in his head. Yeah, oh, man, I'd buy one of those right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you ain't going fast unless you got balls. <laughs> speaking of, go to pwrmerch.com and get your ran out of talent shirts. Uh, we're not doing the hoodies anymore because they messed those up, but we're uh, we're still doing the T-shirts. I got over. I got, buy them up, buy them up, buy them up. I got 10 washes on my Ran Out of Talent t-shirt, and that thing still hasn't faded. Where do we go to order them? I'll go order me one when we get off here. PWRmerch.com. PWRmerch.com. But while gotcha. you're there, also get all your Paintworks Racing gear, get all your MNRC shirts, all that stuff is there, too. Cool. Hobby farm. Yeah, you got hobby farm. You got the five ten. You you got um, Ben Savakul's "Don't Be a Dick" shirt. <laughs> yeah, man. He had that shirt on this weekend at the toy box. Yeah, <laughs> he wears that some bits every race he goes to. That's awesome. Hey, wear it high and proud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dale Reek is wondering, in the MNRC series, what would you rank your top three classes to watch when you are not driving in them? That's tough because I'm driving in one of them. Uh, but Nitro Buggy is definitely the one of the best A-mains. Um, E-Buggy. Watch both E-Buggy A-mains because they're shorter and, you know, they're more action-packed. And then the last one might be a little shocking, but it's kind of like I like watching sportsmen. Maybe because Joey's in sportsmen, but it's like watching him grow. But you can tell the kids that are going to be in the middle of the road like me. You can tell the kids that aren't going to quite make it. And you can tell the kids that are going to be the next superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, super fun to watch. What do you guys think? I agree on all three of them. Yeah. As well as I. Yeah. And then uh, Dale's got another question. He goes, KP specific question. What can we do? Oh, no. Yeah. What can we do to increase e-truggy turnout this summer? We need to get, we're going to have to get people to buy them up. We need people to have them and people to show up with them. Yeah. Um, I don't think Chelsea's got one. I might get July one for this summer. I know July's kind of really digging the nitro truck still too. So he wants to build a new 2.0 nitro truggy. The problem with July is he doesn't want to do the work that comes involved with a nitro just yet. And I enjoy loving letting him drive because he's getting pretty quick. Yep. But I don't enjoy doing all his maintenance for him. (laughs) And he's 14 years old where he's old enough to do a lot of his own maintenance exactly what do you mean dude he's going pro yeah so his uh e-buggy you know i mean he does he can, he's learning to do his diffs and his shocks and stuff like that but he's not like i am when i tear a car apart i'll tear a car apart and i'll tear it all the way down to bare car pretty much and clean the bearings or they're garbage put a whole brand new bearing kit in them right and rebuild it he's more like he just wants to tear the diffs out real fast, drain them, and fill them back up and put them back in. Yeah. You know, that's kids. That's kids in general. That's just how kids are. 
Um, and with a truck, it's even more to it. You know, you got to do it a lot more often than an e-buggy mm-hmm. or an e-truggy. So I don't know. E-truggy is going to be a cool class if we can get enough people to show up and race them. It's a fun. I love driving one. I We had two at one time of the 48.3s, and I ripped one in the backyard when yeah. we first built track a lot because it's a fun truck to drive for sure Um, and a lot of people don't realize that in the right hands they are the fastest vehicle on the track they're fast at rick's hobby farm um drew dawkin and jordan corton were ripping laps that were putting e-buggy lap times to shame yeah really oh yeah by like Three, four tenths. I Yo, th- they're they're be the me truggies are beasts. Because I remember Sean was calling the race. I don't remember the exact lap times, but let's say e buggies were in the twenty nines. The e truggies got down into the mid twenty eights. I would say anybody that wants to be new coming out to the join the bricks or. FTR or the MNRC this coming up summer, like sportsman style drivers, should all buy themselves an e truck. Well, here's the deal, too. It's, it's way. Dude, tires are so much easier. You get a they set are. of blue reflexes and you get a set of green reflexes and call it a day. And a set of green triple Ds. You don't even need them. You don't need triple Ds. I, I don't ever run triple Ds. If, if I'm going to run my nitro truck, I am throwing a set of green or blue reflexes on that sucker, and that's what I'm ripping. Triple D. See, when the, tra- when the track's loamy, like Sean's does when it gets yeah. wet at night, then I'll, I mean, then I'll run reflexes triple just Ds. Good. Sure. Tri- no, triple Ds are fine, and they, they are good to have. But let's let's say, yeah, get yourself a set of green triple Ds. That's three sets of tires. That's no big deal. I'm looking at my A-scale box right now with 20 different sets of tires in it, probably four or five different patterns with a ton of different compounds. And it's like, shit. It makes me want to go to Truggy, but I can't just yet because of the um, the classes, shit. the way they are. I want to go to Truggy, but also I want to pit for Joe 3 because in Sportsman, he's going to run a Nitro buggy this year, and that just I don't think will be possible. You could do it. No. (laughs) Truggies normally don't run until after. No, no, Truggies are uh, before Sportsman. It goes E-Buggy, Truggy, Sportsman, Mini Truggy, Nitro buggy, eat. Uh, we switch around. E buggy, e buggy first. Huh? Yeah, we switch around forty plus an e truggy. I don't know. I don't remember the last two. Well, I guess back, I kind of forgot. Back to the, the tires on the trucks. A reflex. If when in doubt, reflex out. That's almost if with everything if though. If you're a J-Con driver. Yeah. That's almost with everything, Anything though. close to the reflex in any other tire. That tire is a tire that's going to be good anywhere you go. Yeah. Just in whatever compound you need. But like, or an AKA, uh, AKA gridiron, too. Proline, like the whole shot, is a great tire, but it, you don't get shit for life. You're for, uh, putting a 45-degree angle on the pin almost immediately. Um, True. Kevin Van Ert is wondering, why is Mayfield so good? 
because he's because he drinks a lot of beer. Yeah, he he's got an attitude towards him. He, he's almost just it's like he's proven himself and he's not worried and he's got a swagger about him like he's got like the I don't give a fuck thing and he just goes out and wheels it and it's been working for him. Man has it ever. I cannot believe. I watched that yesterday. Holy crap. He can drive. Yeah. He's got yeah, he's got the he can wheel at a hundred and fifty percent throughout an entire main. Mm-hmm. With hardly any mistake at all whatsoever. Right. But it seems like when those guys do make a mistake, it is devastating. It's crucial. So big time. Um Let's see what else do we got? Uh, I was looking at the front end. I'm, God, I'm just so distracted tonight. Um, Kyle Quast is wondering why hasn't KP put Exo Tech hubs on his mini truggy yet? Ah, I'm going to. I was actually going to do that tomorrow after work. I just did it. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know what? That was one of the positives I did to that thing. I did it to my 13.5 wheeler on the New Year's Eve party out at the 510. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it a lot. And I have a set for actually all of our cars. I have one for July's and Chelsea's and an extra set for my mini truck. And I should have done it. And I don't know what happened, but I was literally just telling, I don't know who else done. I think it was you, Joey, or somebody at the 10 on last Thursday that, I don't know what's going on, but I have not broke a rear hub at like one time on my mini truck, but on my wheeler, I broke them a few times. So I, I think that's what you were telling that too. And then no shit in the main second lap in at the toy box this week on Saturday, this weekend on Saturday, I've just landed wrong and my rear hub snapped. I broke, <laughs> I broke one or two on the mini truggy, but, um, and again, to bring up Dale Reek, what he's saying is the angle when you're running the plastic rear hub, the angle of the tie rod's too far off. You want that as far in line with the uh, with the dog bone as possible. Here, KP, I'm sending you what I did it, and that's also what Dale does too. It's still not in a perfect line with it, but it's a whole lot closer um, than it's a whole lot closer than the plastic hub. Running the Exotech hubs, that also lowers the uh, yeah, the rod height, doesn't it? I put a 2-millimeter washer on, so it kind of brought it almost back up, but, yeah, it's still a little bit lower. I got gotcha. you. So. Did you put it on the uh, front or the rear on the shock tower? Uh, front. The, the, yeah, it's on the Towards front. The side of the car. Huh? Towards the inside of the car. Are you talking on the shock tower? Yeah, on the shock tower. Yeah, on the shock tower. Yeah, I'm towards the inside of the car. Yeah, let me just look at mine real fast while we're talking about it. You know, you're right. If I were to put it on the back side of the tower, that would put it perfectly in line with that axle. Anyway. So I put mine on the front, too. Uh, Dale told me to put it on the back. Well, that's a, that's start to put it back, and I looked at it. That this is on my wheeler, not my truck. Yep. Um, 
I just I, I really liking the way the car is handling with them still. I had to do a little bit of adjustment. I I didn't try the spacer like you put. I put one washer, a black washer underneath the ball stud. Yeah, mine's mine's just a two millimeter. Okay, it's just I have a, not tried that. I've got like one millimeter or a point five millimeter, whatever the black washer is. Okay. But yeah, man, it it was actually really good. I'm not. I don't terribly hate that ET4 10.2, but like I said, I saw Drew Rubenking, what he's doing with the associated conversion. It's like, dude, I have that truck sitting in my basement. It would be a shame for me not to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm loving my mini truck. I'm running mine all stock. I don't have the laydown servo. I don't have the electronics moved around like Joey and all them do. And mine seems to be pretty good still i like it i mean i don't have any problem with rotation or anything with it so i don't have the lay down servo yet but i will it's the thing but here's the thing kp i can see where you guys think you have rotation but it's like here a good example um at the toy box when i first got the vt64 and ryan had his mini truggy as techno we traded radios on the driver's stand Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, oh, man, this is the pushiest damn thing in the world. And Ryan's like, man, I cannot drive this thing. He goes, it's too twitchy. Like, okay. I, I like my trucks to have, like, a three-foot circle. Okay. So, but I I, I don't know. I, I think. I'll have uh, to drive Joey's next time we're together. Wherever we're at, just to see how his drives, because I've never drove one that way. But I know all the guys around here are running them that way. And that's another thing too is, um, the techno. It was I so, I was about ready to spend about four hundred bucks to make the truck lighter. And I just couldn't quite do it, because the truck you you can feel the extra you can. All clay vehicles are heavy. They really are because a clay tire is really heavy. Like in a two-wheel drive buggy, a full set of clay tires is 90 grams heavier than a set of carpet tires. Mm-hmm. But you don't really feel it on anything except for the mini truggy. And it's like I was going to spend a ton of money to make it lighter. But it's like, you know what? Before I do that, I'm going to try this option first. So, got to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Donald Tolbert is saying, believe it or not, Anchorage, Alaska is going to have a 13.5 stadium truck class. Any tips or advice for blinky mode racing seven minute heats? Um, put a good fan on the motor, get an aluminum house like ProTech, JCon. All those motors are the same. The ProTech motor, the J-Concepts motor, Wits has one with their name on it. They're all the same thing. Um, gear it correctly. I want to say you want to be at like a 26 is either 78 or 81. I can't remember exactly. Um, 26 is a 78. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, work on your consistency. 
Here's another thing. So I put on a lightweight body on my uh, stadium truck. But I thought it was going to be like the buggy lightweight bodies to where they're kind of disposable. But this mm-hmm. one this one is actually pretty strong feeling in your hands, like a lightweight buggy body. It feels like you could rip it like a sheet of paper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this truck body actually feels pretty sturdy, and it takes 30 grams of high weight off of it, and that's a good thing. So, yeah. There's that much a weight difference in bodies? Oh, it's huge. Between, uh, with the truck body, between a regular weight and a lightweight, it's about 30 grams. So that's a little over an ounce. Um, and yeah, just have fun with it and yeah, 13.5 stadium truck is a blast. We're running mod truck right now, but I got a 10.5 in my truck and I'm running in blinky mode and I can barely use that extra power. Barely. Um, I got a couple more here. Uh, Jeremiah Lucas Abbots is wondering whatever happened to vintage class. And is anyone jumping on the 10 scale gas truck bandwagon? Well, the vintage class, Lots of guys talk, and we could never really get it going. It's just, unless you got four four cars for parts sitting there, I mean, if you break, you're screwed. And what era are you going to cut it off at? Because an RC-10 B3 is going to kick the tar out of a RC-10 Classic Gold Pan. Mm-hmm. So where do you make the cut? And then what, like, so I actually, last time I had, uh, last season of the Super Saturday Electric Series, people thought I was a bit of a asshole about the spec on it, but it was some of the closest racing we've ever had. The only car that was allowed, and if we're going to go another year, I would have allowed the JRX2. But the only car that was allowed was an RC-10 gold pan with the short A-arms, Tamiya J motor, you know, the little $12 silver can motor. And then it was was a cheap $45 Reedy Wolf pack that everybody had to have. And dude, the race, and everybody had to have the same tires. Uh, J Concepts came out with the double D and a rip for them on the old 1.9 rim. Mm-hmm. That was such a fun class. I I miss it. But if you're going to do a vintage class, it would almost have to have a motor and a battery spec, and you'd have to do a certain year to a certain year. I don't know. KP, since you're kind of new to it, does any of the vintage stuff even, is that even remotely attractive to you? I don't know. I, You know, they look cool. Like, I've seen Chris Martin run his out there at the 510 a few times. It looks pretty vintage to me, and it oh, looks yeah. cool and all, but 
uh, I don't know. I really don't know nothing about it. So that was way before my time. Oh, yeah. He ran that in spec. If that, if his car does not have a stealth transmission in it, that was pre-1989 RC10. Okay. Yeah. He, and, does, he does have an original gold, gold pan up there. I think that's what he was running because he had a gold pan with his paint job on it. Mm-hmm. And he ran that in spec buggy at the Sub-Zero. Actually okay. didn't do terrible with it. That thing pushed like a dump truck around every damn corner, though. What's the, uh, where's the guy that was asking about the gas truck from? Oh, that's Jeremy. Yeah, I say any. That's Jeremiah Lucas Savitz. Okay, okay. Um, out at, at the Techno Winter Series, they have a gas truck class going on yep. right now. Yep, they run them in Omaha, but that's about the closest place. I'm surprised that Thunder Road won't have one like in the summertime for out there on the car, but that'd be probably a pretty fun little Thunder Road two-wheel drive gas truck out there. That'd the, probably be pretty sweet. If there's eight, he'd run them for sure. I don't even think there'd have to be eight. I bet Brian would let you go with less. Here's... If we could get eight at Thunder Road, I say we get eight at the MNRC. Oh, right, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But now, the, that's a whole different thing, too, because um, Joe 3 and I, we're only going to run our e-buggies on AstroTurf from now on. Nitro buggies are for the dirt. E-buggies are for AstroTurf because the setups are so drastically different that but it's so fun um kp and joey both of you got to try a e-buggy yeah i'll have to, I'll have to come out there one of these days and be off yeah I, they have I've ran go ahead there and I, it's fun on carpet i just i don't know my my wife and son they seem to break a lot more parts out there at the thunder road than they do <laughs> oh for sure else. And uh, they don't like it as much. So, so I like racing in general. It don't matter to me. I, I do like dirt the most because I'm just, I don't know. So it's just in my dirt racing. But get this. So on the AstroTurf track, we're running 2,100 kV motors with boost. You heard that, right? With boost. Mm-hmm. And we're doing mid-22 second laps. And that's on the outdoor at Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. My ESC's coming off at 210 degrees. (laughs) What are y'all running for tires out there? Just like the Uh, same thing they run inside? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, For e-buggy? For e-buggy, I have mini pins on all four corners of my car, but they're, you know, you basically in the fronts, you take off so many pins, it's like a mohawk down the center. And on the rears, you take off the inside two rows and the outside two rows, and it's really good. So that seems like a lot of work. It is. Well, it is to make the tires, but once you make the tires, dude, I ran out there quite a few times this summer, and I didn't wear them out. I even halfway wear them out. What are you whispering over there? My girlfriend's taking a video of me. Oh, to send to one of her friends. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, I think we got. Let's see. Craig Stern is wondering 
what off-road race, either dirt or carpet or both, would you say would compare to the RC Chili Bowl or Snowbirds? Oof. That's a tough one. Psycho Nitro Blast. Well, yeah, dude, the Chili Bowl this year got 600 entries. Did you see that? I did. I, that really impressed me. And that's a like loose dirt oval. That's not, uh-huh. that's not the super hard pack stuff either. Uh-uh. Um, you know, yeah, I would say, let's say for on-road, something that's comparable is um, Cleveland Thanksgiving weekend. They get well over 300 on-road drivers. Um, other than that, man. Um, on-road has become a thing where everybody jumps on a private plane and goes to a place it almost seems like they don't care about the racing they Mm -hmm. care about showing off their expensive pit shit and their this and that it's almost like if winning on the tracks almost secondary with on road these days if that makes you gotta have some solid you gotta have some solid talent to run off road though or on road no you don't no well at least to go fast no i i consider myself shitty and i bet at a big if i had enough time to practice at a big giant event like the snowbirds and 12 scale stock I bet I could be top of the C, bottom of the B. I bet I could. It's just... It just, it just seems like to me watching it, it takes some solid talent to know, like, you know, breaking points. You don't know break. Know run on the track. You don't break. No? No, you don't break. Maybe with modified you do. But yes, yeah, <laughs> stock, you don't break. Um, the car, you just barely, you barely let off. I, some layouts with 12 scale stock, you don't fully let off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, so what you're, what you're trying to do is get around the corner as fast as possible without scrubbing speed. Like you could, with the 12 scale stock car, you could go around the entire track with your finger all the way buried into the trigger, and you could make it around the track by just scrubbing around the corners. What you got to do is you got to find the sweet spot to keep that speed rolling. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't have a $10,000 pit to bring to a big event, so I'm not I'm not cool enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what that shit's all about. So... I mean, I don't have my fucking crazy-ass motor dynos and whatever else. They're scopes, and yeah, they're all nuts. <laughs> um, literally, the guys just went down to... Um, a lot of Minnesota guys just went down to the Huddy race on a private jet. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, way out of my league. Way out of my league. Oh, yeah. Uh, You ask, Joey. We take take a private jet down to Psycho Nitro Blast? Fuck no, we're going to take a uh, Cummings. (laughs) A private 
a private Cummins. <laughs> Seventeen hour drive. So, <laughs> I've been. I'm not making any plans to go to big races, but I'm getting my truck here in a few weeks. And I want to get a trailer like Corey Hens has. Um, have you guys been in Corey's trailer? Oh, yeah. So it's just I a 17-foot. I've, I've, I've looked in it before. I've seen inside of it. Yeah, it's a 17-foot utility trailer. There's plenty of space to work, and they got a set of bunk beds in there. Mm-hmm. But, and you know what? If shower is that big of a deal, I'm going to grab Senior's card for Anytime Fitness and take a shower wherever because they're in every single city. Right. So, uh, Joey, you were wondering, do I have to wear salmon color shorts now that he's on Associated? <coughs> you know what? I bet you if I would have worn them at Sub-Zero, I would have gotten at least a position better in each class <laughs> you gotta wear them in the summer they make you shine brighter which makes you go faster i just can't do it i can't do it i mean that's well no for a while it was the plaid shorts yep and then it was the salmon shorts and i'm just like uh i'll wear my <laughs> old i'll wear my dad cut off jeans that's what i fucking wear mm-hmm that and a set of New Balance. I don't Straight know. dad, dad mode. Uh, that's that's what I am, you know. Joe Three is going to be running a nitro car in Sportsman this year, so <laughs> I feel old because I I honestly never thought, or I thought it'd be a couple more years till he made this leap. But then it's like shit. He's been racing for four years already. It's time. Really. He's going to be racing sportsman still, but it's going to be with the nitro buggy. So, I guess I didn't I didn't realize it was it's been for 4 years already. Yeah, he's, we started racing when he was 6 years old at Shamrock down in uh St. Peter. Well, he started racing with us. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. So, it's time for him to It's time for him to st- you know, it's like he gets comfortable in spaces until I challenge him. And, you know, that's something his father's that, well, I'm sure KP's seen with July that if you don't put a challenge in front of the kid, he'll become stagnant where he's at. Yeah. Yep, they do. So I, I'm just going to keep. Doing that with Joe Three and let him ride the struggle bus for a while till he figures it out. And like at Thunder Road, he's ready to bump up to intermediate right now. But I want him to finish off the. Well, he wants to finish off the series in Sportsman. So, yeah, we're talking about that too. He's a good carpet driver. He just he lost a little bit on the clay because of it, though. So, anyway, you guys got anything else? Nope, I think I don't think I got anything else. What about you, Joey? I think I think I'm all uh, I'm all ran out of talent. Yeah, I'm out of talent. Also, it's it's nine o'clock, man. I gotta wake up in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, keep an eye out for the next one, and remember to get your shirts at P 
wrmerch.com. Thanks for listening, and we've ran out of talent.